everybody. Welcome to the Heart of Worship podcast. My name is Dwayne Moore, and my co-host is Stephen Moore. We are excited to launch this new podcast. It's something we've talked about for a while to do together, kind of generational thing, father-son kind of thing. But I, I think it's good because it brings some different perspectives to some important things going on out there. Now, so our, our tagline, if you will, kind of what sums up what we're trying to do is topics and tips for worshipers and leaders. And so that really, really hits a lot of things. So we're going to hit some hot topics, at least their, their current events, give some perspective on that. Obviously, we're not saying we have everything figured out about these, but we want to give some perspectives, hopefully bring some biblical perspective into it. And have some fun with it too, man. Keep it light, right? Keep it fun. Keep it very conversational. Sometimes we'll have guests come in, mm-hmm. but I think that's great and give some kind of expert perspective on some things. Right. You know? So we'll, we'll talk about some topics, some current events, and how it relates to worship. Now, a lot of people, you know, when they, they hear the word worship, they just think you're talking about singing and music. So they would assume we're just going to talk about music. Well, no, we're, no, because worship is something that really everything in our lives can be worship. Yep. So. Anything really about current events, what's going on out there, how does that relate back to a life of worship? That, therefore, the name Heart of Worship. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that today. Uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, the Grammys. Yeah. Grammy nominations. Yeah, I think it was uh, a couple of days ago. We were driving. Was it to get food? Mm-hmm. We were driving somewhere. Usually it is driving to get food. Right. Yeah. And you had a playlist going. Mm-hmm. And I hated, but you didn't know what it was at the first. songs. No, yeah, no, I tolerated it for a minute because I'm like, okay, I guess that he's into rap now. And you know I'm not. <laughs> but I finally asked about it, and it turns out it was the playlist for the Grammy nominations, 2020 Grammy nominations. Right. And it's crazy how much of that I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it didn't happen on purpose, like. Because I, I don't know, I feel like I feel like maybe 10 years ago, when I was in high school, I would have known the names of at least the artists of the year. Yeah. But now I have, I just don't have that point of reference, you know. It's an, so, interesting because, what are you, 24? I mean, you're out in your mm-hmm, mid-20s, and, yeah. and, but even now you're already feeling disconnected from some of that. So, totally. Very interesting. So what, what I want to do today, Stephen, is talk about, not only have some fun with just talking about the artist and, you know, talking about what's being nominated and go through some of that list, which we're, we're going to do that in a few moments. Yeah. But then I want, to, I want to talk about how that relates to us, or should it, should it have anything in the world to do with Christians, you know, yeah. and especially people that that consider themselves to be worshipers. How does that relate to us, or does it? And so I, th- I think that's going to be a really good conversation. The other thing we want to do, and, and we'll do this probably in every podcast, we're going to talk about what we're learning. It's a good sharpening thing for both of us. <laughs> Make sure we are actually trying to learn something. Because you never want to start growing. I mean, here you are in your mid-20s. I'm in my mid-50s. So doesn't matter where you are in life. You should always learn something, right? So we're going to talk totally. about that, yep. too. And it may be something simple and fun, or maybe something real deep and profound. I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. Just what, what, what are you learning? Yeah, that sounds great. I think that'll be good. I'm excited for this. That'll be good. Me, yeah. too. So, um, yeah, and, and along the way, we're going to do some shameless plugs for uh, Next Level Worship, NLW, as we call it. And the reason we do that is because, I mean, that's who's hosting this whole thing. This, this thing's happening because of NLW International and, and people that are out there believing in us. 
to give us the opportunity, you know, to support us so we can yeah. do this. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about some events coming up and some ways that people can get involved with us, but also some things that we can do, we think, maybe to encourage your life of worship, but also growing as a leader. So we've got some stuff that we'll be talking about along the way. Yeah. Not a lot of that, but, but we're going to touch on some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that that's, that's what it's going to look like. So we're going to take a break, right? And then we're going to come back and we're going to jump into the Grammy nomination. It's going to be fun. All right. Sound good? podcast uh really excited about this podcast and excited about today and our episode today talking about the grammy nominations for 2020 that those came out just a couple of weeks ago and uh, i'm trying to talk as though I, I i'm i'm very much in the know frankly i'm not but i but i'm trying to catch up i've been reading what those nominations are and and we got the list in front of us so Stephen, jump in with us uh, tell us some nominations what's yeah i'm looking at the list now um yep. actually I'm pleasantly surprised that for record of the year, record of the year and album of the year are two different things, and I've n- never realized that. We need to, yeah, we need to investigate. I'm sure there's a good reason for why. it. Anyway, record of the year, I recognize all but two of these artists. Good, which is makes me feel a little better about myself, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. As I've recognized the names as far as listening to them, maybe half of them. So Lil Nas is up for record of the year with Old Town Road, which I thought was a single. Um, so that song is actually a prime example to me of how dated I've become. You don't like that song, do you? I can't stand that song. That's what I thought song. you said earlier to me. So the first time I heard it, there's a group of high school kids that I work with. Mm-hmm pretty regularly uh, that I went to church with for a while. And since then oh, yeah. we continue with the Bible study and whatnot, they were playing this song one day and I hated it. <laughs> but I, I just ask, who is that? What is that? Because I think I'd heard it. That was like the third time or so that I'd heard it in a span of a week. Yeah. So I, I was starting to feel like I was missing something and they showed me the rest of the song another friend of mine who's my age come up, comes up behind me and she's like, oh yeah, like I actually really like that song too. I'm like, are you joking? But a ton of people do. And yeah, a lot so of this do. dude's taking over the world with it. Yeah, a lot of people do. Hats off to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Post Malone mm-hmm. is nominated. Yep. So yeah, I think record of, this might be mis, uh, misnamed. These are singles. Because Sunflower by Post Malone is a song. It's it's not a it's not a record. How can it be mis I mean mislabeled on Variety.com. Way to go, Variety. No, no, bro. I'm looking at a N- NPR.org <laughs> and they got the same thing. Everybody's getting it wrong, man. <laughs> so I don't I don't really understand, wrong. but it is listed under record of the year. Um I don't know why. Uh Khalid has one called Talk. Khalid. Oh no! I thought it's Khalid. Is it Khalid? I, I don't know. I've always said Khalid, but I, I guess I'm wrong. Ah, oh, dang it! I just watched like an interview of him. Well, the you other know, day, they, they probably said and his he name. specifically was like, "Everybody gets my name wrong, and here we are. One of us has to be wrong. It could be me at this point. I don't know. Anyway, I've actually I just bought 
the vinyl copy of his newest record. Ooh, you might. I really like that. Like this dude, even though I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> the music's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. that's good. Well, uh, let me try this one, Bonavere. No, Bonavere. Bonavere. At Bonavere. least again is how I say it. That's another one. I feel like there are four common pronunciations. Only one of them's right. Okay. But people know who you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So that's record of the year. Um, Lizo, we think. We're not sure about how to pronounce that. Lizo. So. All right. Uh, oh, uh, Billie Eilish. Got one, too. Oh, she's an interesting one. Have you heard any of her music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's pretty. Uh, my, you know, uh, my wife, your mom, watched her on a, an award show recently. I'm sure she loved that. She actually didn't. Uh <laughs> I know you're being facetious, but no, no. <laughs> so she is a very captivating individual, if nothing else. I feel like she has bona fide talent. Her songs, and I, I haven't listened to her a lot by mm-hmm. any means, but I, she's made me curious, and I have listened to some. Stylistically, I feel like there's a lot of variance, which it, she makes it work. Uh, but man, some of the... Just the way she's branded herself is super eerie. Have you seen her album cover? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went to buy that that Khaled vinyl, and I was flipping through the vinyls at wherever the heck I was. I wasn't even there to buy a record. I was there for something else at a Target and ended up coming across it. Seeing that album, I was like, oh, I like that one. So I bought that, like a Sinatra or whatever. But I'm flipping through, and she hers is the one behind the Khaled record, Khalid. Yeah, how you say it, right. Record. And yeah, this chick's so sitting she, on a bed. Okay, and you bought it though. Like, no, you didn't buy it. Twisted up, but you no, saw it. no. Okay, twisted up like uh, the ring chick. Yeah, or yeah. Something. The ring. Heads yeah, the movie. Like the ring. Cock sideways. Her eyes. She's got contacts in, so they're whited out. They're whited out. Freaky as heck. Yeah. And some of her music kind of portrays that. The music videos. What little I've seen, I think maybe it's been one, or the same kind of way, just wicked. Uh-huh. Um, now I think she's got a song. Now, your mom was talking about a song she did, and I, I don't know the title, but she's talking about Good Girls Go to Hell or yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. So she, she definitely plays plays into that. Mm-hmm. And for one reason or another, man, people just gravitate toward it. She's blowing up. Um, what, are the, what, are the, what are the Christian nominees? This, uh, I, don't, I don't know that. CCM. Contemporary Christian nominees. Are you looking at that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, I don't know where that is on mine. That's way down the bottom. I <laughs> keep going. That's country. not important. Now, country, see, I rap, recognize pop. all the country artists. Well, you listen to a lot of country. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Um, it jazz, is there a Christian like category anymore? I'm not. Oh, there it is. There Gospel. There it is. Contemporary Christian, okay, it's uh, Only Jesus Casting Crowns. I love that song. God Only Knows, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's got King and Country and Dolly Parton. I didn't know Dolly Parton was involved with that song. Interesting. Uh, Christian Music Performance slash song. So, yeah, so oh, they re-released yeah. a, a version of that song where I know, she was a part of it. And then she recently yeah. brought them on to do it at the CMAs. She did, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, haven't seen it yet. That is an excellent song by Danny Goat. Yeah. yeah, God's Not Done With You. I don't know that I remember that one. And Rescue Story, that's a good one too. Okay, mm-hmm. by uh, Zach Williams, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. And then gospel albums. Uh, Kirk Franklin's got one. Donald Lawrence. Gene Moore. William Murphy. C.C. Winans. I've only heard a couple, a couple of those. Yeah. 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 And, oh, listen, the best contemporary Christian music album, Crowder. You like Crowder? That's interesting to me. Okay. Um, that's, man, that's really interesting to me. Okay. Why? Because if I'm, this is going to make me sound really out of touch because I play, I'm in the CCM industry. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, being yeah. a part of, a, I play in a band called Carrollton. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know he put out a new record. So. Yeah, I wouldn't admit that on on the air. <laughs> I, I do live in a hole. <laughs> so okay. anyway, you know, I've just never, I've never been one, still clearly am not one to try to keep up with new release stuff. Even new Hillsong releases, whatever it is, I generally hear about it two months after it happened. And it's because somebody wants me to play a song or is talking about a song they love that I'd never heard of. So I backtrack and discover that it, it came with a full-length album that was released two months ago. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's a bad thing. That, I don't think that bothers you, though. I'm it doesn't bother me you. a bit. No. no, not at all. Well, I, I don't know if we're ready for this part. I, I, don't, I don't want to turn it, the conversation too quick. But that is part of what I want to find. I want to talk about today is should it bother us? Should it be a big deal? Or should it just be, nah, whatever? I'm cool to turn the conversation that way. Are you? Well, yeah. we haven't talked much about the Grammys. I thought we were going to talk about them more, but we, well, we don't I really know a lot. We talk, the more we show that we don't have much to <laughs> we say. We don't really know a lot to say. We can, just, we can list off the names. <laughs> let's find some. I mean, there's some good I mean, ones let's, let's, you know, it, let's honest, be honest. We can't fake it. People that know, know that we don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can fake it pretty well. Okay, maybe you can. Yeah, all right. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, obviously a lot of the industry, the music industry is not Christian, okay? And uh, yeah, the the songs that are most popular and get the most attention are usually not Christian. Not not always the case. Lauren Daigle's broken through, I think, on that some. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, for the most part, it's going to be secular artists, and yeah. now, now here's a, here's a question. This is kind of a question to get to the question. How much do you think that the industry, the music industry, impacts people? I mean, it, you know, generally, does it even matter? Is it a relevant topic to even be talking about that people are listening to music? Are people listening to music? Let's start there. Are people, uh, in the broadest sense, in the broadest sense, are, are they driving down a road listening? Exactly. Yeah, they're I, listening to something, right? You know, it's funny though. I think. Uh, podcasts well, has that's, made its way in they, they have and changed things and, at least a little bit and we are glad because we're doing one I've we are yes you're right yep that just hit me we're okay. doing a podcast that's right so, so we're so glad these things right here mm-hmm. have uh, kind of infiltrated that spectrum a lot because several okay. times recently I've had guys be like oh well I don't really listen to music anymore I listen to podcasts Granted, I think both of the cases I can think of were full-time musicians, which makes a little more sense. Mm, okay. um, hmm. I still listen to music constantly, and I think a ton of people do, clearly. Music has so, huge influence. if you listen to something that much, it's going to have an impact on you. Yeah. I mean, one way or the other, right? Yeah. I mean, or, or maybe not. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Do you think... I mean, do you think it matters what people listen to? I guess that's kind of the totally. question. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally so. Okay. So 
So now, because matter, music matters, music does help shape our culture. That's I've certainly heard experts say that. If if music if music's influencing people out there, mm-hmm. what what about when they come into our church houses? We're going to turn it on to the Christian side of things. And I'm a believer. You're a believer. We're we're doing a, the Heart of Worship podcast, talking about how life is related to worship and worship ultimately is or should be our lives right now should we be aware (laughs) should i mean we've kind of given ourselves away today that we're not as aware as 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 maybe a lot of people are should we be more aware should should we be aware what people are listening to when they because they're hearing us like you 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 and i led together even this just this morning in a church in huntsville alabama and uh, I enjoyed that. Had a great time. Yeah. And um, but the reality is, most of the people out there, I don't think knew the songs we were trying to sing. I mean, they knew some. They were familiar with them, but they maybe heard them in the church. I don't sure. think they heard them out outside the church. Yeah. Hard, um, hard to say, really. But they're listening to something. Yeah. You know, as as far as whether or not it's beneficial to stay, in, that's what we're talking that's about. That's really is it. Ultimately, does it matter that we know what they're listening to, or, or that we even care what they're listening to they being just the general yeah we have to generalize it you know people um there's i'm sure there's a compelling argument that could be made for 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 either side both sides i obviously do not prioritize Mm -hmm. really prioritize like knowing i mean there are there are guys that they make it their mission to know who's charting and try to understand why they're charting what kind of music that sounds like that's great. If that's you, or if you feel like that's a productive thing to stay on top of, okay, fine. It's just never been that for me. Um, so reading through the country nominations, I I recognize, I think, all of those nominees except for maybe one. You know, And, and so it's, it's not that I don't listen to new music, period. It's just that I have a lane of music that I, I follow. Sure. And uh, even I would I would go so far as to say I'm generally inspired by, and I stay in that lane at this point. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, just a couple of challenging thoughts just for us to think you know to think about. Um, we are called to be light to the world. We believe that that part of worship is is being a witness. That's that's part of what we believe. The Bible teaches is that we are to be a witness, and so that doesn't mean we walk out into our jobs every day and sing to people. It's not all we mean. But but that we live a life of worship means that, um, and I don't want to get into a lot of teaching here. That's not the point. But I just want to make, a, I want to make myself clear uh, that when we go out into the world, we, we care for people. We love people. And that's, that, that, that example of Christ is, is a form of, of worship. Where we, Lord, we love you enough that we want to let other people see your light through us. So now, my question is, if we, if if music shaping and, and, and representing maybe their who they are, wouldn't it be beneficial for us to have a clue what they're listening to? That that's where I'm I'm wondering about. Or does it matter? Does it is it is it a window into their soul potentially? I think it can be telling. Yeah, I mean, looking at the Billie Eilish chick, right? You know, um, and trying to understand why so many might might be drawn to her stuff mm-hmm. yeah you know i think i think that is it does pose interesting questions 
I mean, and, I, and it, you have to wonder: is it how telling is it of maybe the condition of society in general? Or like, there's a there's a girl I can't think of her name. Um, man, I can see her face. She's been around for a few years now, and um, she's had a couple big singles. Let me see if I can actually look okay. that real quick. Hey, while you're looking that up, let me remind you of a of, of a illustration you, you when you and I were talking earlier that I'd like for you to repeat because I thought it was representative of what I'm trying to say here. And it's when those guys you've been trying to mentor and disciple, or, or maybe some of those students. Uh, I can't remember the exact setting, but anyway, when as soon as you began to mention certain artists, yeah, they gravitated to you more. Remember, remember mm-hmm. telling me about that. You think that story plays into this conversation? I think it does. Totally so. And I, and I well, you need to explain it better than I just did. Back, I'm just trying to make sure I, yeah. I got the story straight. So I know I said I have a lane of music. Part of the luxury of, of, I guess, just the nature of what I do for a living, the people I know, I get fairly saturated with a bunch of different styles effortlessly anyway. You know, I'm around musicians all the time. We listen to music together. I'm referred different artists by different people. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I only know country artists and that's it. You know, so so these guys listen to a wide variety of music too. Some of it being rap, some of it being um, alternative rock mm-hmm. or classic stuff. You know, and, and so I think I get a pretty a pretty wide spread of, of artists you know that I, that I listen to effortlessly I've never had to try for that right. and so so even I know you, what you'd ask was with the students you think it helps me relate to the students basically that's basically the question and yeah. in short uh, yeah I do you know because you're I'm driving down the road taking them home after church one Sunday or Wednesday or something and we can talk about what they're listening to literally at that moment they'll have headphones in and I can ask what they're listening to. And sometimes definitely not all the time, but sometimes I'm familiar with, and I can, how do they respond to you when you say that you're familiar with that artist or that song? Well, honestly, do they kind of light up and go, wow, that's cool. Or what? Um, or do they care? Yeah, I, th- I would, I think it matters. Okay. That, I, that's, that's, a, I, I'm just trying to figure that out. I do think it matters, but if you weren't familiar with their with their songs, the other guy that's been heavily involved with these same kids mm-hmm. is a guy who's in his fifties and has no clue anything they're listening to, and they love him to death. Okay, all right. So in the same in the same so thought, it may not really matter that much. You know, it's is it is it a method? Sure, but it's certainly not the only okay only method. Um, Julia Michaels is the name of this girl. Oh, okay. so. So in terms of his musical window into the soul of, of mm-hmm. the listener, I'd certainly think it says something because you and I, we listen to music that we're drawn to, that we're, we can relate to. You don't listen to stuff that you can't relate to, that you're not drawn to. And, it's, you know, and so, so the fact that somebody like that is blowing up like Billie Eilish, I think it does say something. But Julia Michaels, recently I've just seen these uh, Facebook campaign Basically, it's just a marketing campaign ad, I guess, for her new new stuff, for her in general. And a lot of it has to do with this girl's depression and her anxiety and just a lot of the, the mental struggles that she's had hmm. before even becoming this this giant 
star, this artist. But it's also carried carried over into her being an artist, naturally. And it's all built on this idea that, hey, this girl's got some issues, like mental problems. You know, she had a, 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 a emotional breakdown on stage, like a panic attack on stage the first time she performed and all this stuff. And I think bringing that, that stuff to light is great. Yeah. But it also makes me think, okay, so if this girl builds a, a name for herself on being emotionally and mentally unstable, does she, does she ride that out? Is that her career for the rest of her life? Or what happens if she yeah. suddenly becomes emotionally stable and right, mentally stable? Right. Does she have a career yeah. anymore? You know, I, I wonder, I wonder what these artists that are bringing these problems to light, are they bringing them to light and then helping them out of it in some way? Well, I don't know. You know, it's um, hard to say, but I think, I think the fact that people are, drawn to them and, and the part of the reason they listen to their music and they become the big stars i think i don't know the statistics but probably some of those are drawn to them because they can relate to that person right they can relate to that artist they can relate to that depression or whatever the case may yeah, be yeah i think it is telling uh i heard a friend of mine i used to travel with a lot scott dawson say um i heard him say it several times and i think i think this is i think this kind of gets to the heart of what i'm trying to communicate about maybe some reasons why we should occasionally listen to things outside of our own genre and preferences. We should maybe listen to what others are listening to, even if we wouldn't normally do it. I'm certainly not advocating that we just turn off our Christian music or whatever. I, I, I'm not advocating that, but and just listen to something else exclusively. No, but maybe a reason to listen to it occasionally um, is what he said. Uh, he said that, some of us have been saved so long, have been Christians so long that we've forgotten what it feels like to be lost. Hmm. And I think that's a really powerful, insightful statement. And uh, I don't want to forget it, man. I don't want to forget the, the loneliness and, and the, uh, you know, I mean, the, the searching, sure. the discouragement, the uh, disillusionment, all the, I mean, I was a kid when I got saved, but so I didn't feel a lot of that, but I mean, I don't want to forget what it feels like to be lost, man. I think listening to some of those songs reminds me, even if it's a happy song, sometimes the reason they're happy feels so empty to me. I go, why, why does that make you happy? Man, compared to, it's like, you know, eating a hamburger compared to steak, man, you hadn't tried the steak yet. And, you know, you know, and, and it, it, to me, it fires me up a little bit. It reminds me, wow, I have a lot to be grateful for mm-hmm. that. And, and, and so I guess that's some of the reasons that I feel like it's, it's important to be in touch with what's going on out there somewhat. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And I, I, I think we need to take a break. And, and, but, but, but I don't know if we talk about it in this podcast or we save it for another one. I don't know. But uh, I think uh, the other question that I'm having as a worship leader, and I realize some people are listening to us as leaders, they're pastors or worship leaders in churches. Should that affect our style of music sometimes? Should it affect our, the quality of our music? Uh, and I think that's a pretty good conversation to have too. That is a good conversation. There are yeah. layers to that one. There's a lot of, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. That may be for a different conversation, I don't know. But uh, let's take a break, think about that a little bit. We may come back and address that just a little bit today. But I want to get into what we're learning. That's going to be a fun conversation. Cool. Right. I want to hear about your tats, the tattoos. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll, get, we'll be back in a moment. We are 
are back talking about um, the Grammy nominations, which led us into the deeper conversation of should we care? And then I asked a question right before we went to break, uh, should that affect and how maybe should that affect us as leaders in the church and the way our music is presented and, and sounds? Do you want to tackle that today? Or you want to want to hold I that think off? I think that'll be a next time thing. Okay. Because I I think that's a pretty complex thought or complex just meaning multidimensional. Um, because because I would also in the same idea wonder are worship leaders at their church driving the creative ship, so to speak in general, or are they just find what's on the radio and then playing it. Oh yeah, track for track. That's going to be a big if they're doing that. It doesn't. It doesn't. Of course, it wouldn't matter because they're letting Chris Tomlin decide what the arrangement is. All right, gotcha. you know. So, so, so we can save that. So this is a teaser for a future one. Uh, for the, it, yes, maybe even next week. We'll see. All right, sure, awesome. Uh, well, let's talk about what we're learning. Okay, start with you. You're on the with my tats. you're on the hot seat. Yeah, talk about your. So, um, I got this is the first time you've seen it since I've been home this past time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I got a tattoo on my arm that says resilient. Yeah, it looks good. And long story short, I I just got it because that's what I want to be is resilient. You know, I think occasionally you find yourself in a in a spot in life mm-hmm. where you just feel like you're losing a lot. You know, um, you want to tell us about that or keep that to yourself? What do you mean by that? Um, yeah, I can tell you about a little it. bit. Sure. So. I play in a band called Carrollton. That's been the case for just at a year now. And uh, before that, I, I played music still, and I, I was I was a writer and, and released a solo project and all that. So I had my feet wet with it at least. But I still, you know, anytime you step into something new, it comes with with a whirlwind of things that you didn't didn't know mm-hmm. were you know to expect. And so. Basically, I stepped into the role of lead singer with this band, Carrollton. But Carrollton had been a, a band for ten years before me. Yeah, successful. Another great dude named Justin. Yeah, you know he he's got a, a wife and kids and was just ready to be off the road more, so he stepped away. Uh, so now you're story the short, you stepped into that lead singer. Role. Yeah, the band the band you know, the guys remaining guys mm-hmm. just still felt like felt like they had something to say through yeah. this, and so they approached me about it. I ended up taking the role. And going into it, you know, I told myself, this is not going to be easy, and you're not going to get everything right, right out of the gate. It's going to take time. It's going to take adjustment. It's going to take sure. trial and error. But it's it's one thing to say it, and it's so much, <laughs> yeah. so much different to actually walk it and to yeah. live it, you know. And, um, and that, that has been the case so many times. I remember in our first meeting with um some of the some of the uh, the with our label mm-hmm. centricity um they we they got us together they hadn't heard us, anything from us yet at this point this was the first meeting right after we got together and they they said hey you know you're stepping in for for justin justin did a great job of this we loved justin people love justin so you've got some big shoes to fill how are you going to do that and uh i think all I said back was Justin took his shoes with him. So, like, I'm just going to worry about mine. Yeah, which I think that's actually – <laughs> Which is a good statement, but, man, it, yeah, it's – it's. I don't live like that every day, you know. Right, and and right. so, um, 
Yeah, the, basically this season of life has just come with so it's it's been so good in so many ways. I mean, okay. some of the best experiences of my life have been the past year with these guys. And I so love you could look back and feel like you learned something. Totally. And I, but I I love the guys that I play music with. I'm happy and blessed to do it. But man, it's been so much harder than I thought it'd be too. Okay. You know. Um, so you're learning to be resilient. So. Totally. Yeah. You know, it's it's just the idea of um, it's Thomas Edison. When he was asked, what was it like to fail? Was it 2,000, 5,000 times? A bunch of times. Yeah, a bunch of times. To, yeah. to create a light bulb. Then he responded, I didn't fail 2,000 times to create a light bulb. I discovered 2,000 ways how not to create a light bulb. It's good, man. Yep. Which, yeah. So good. Yeah. Because, again, you know, we're reading, we're reading a 15-word sentence. Mm-hmm. This dude experienced each individual one of those 2000 failures. Yeah. And he probably put hours into each one of them, you know, and he's kind of on the other side saying that it's just that mindset of, of one of saying, Hey, I'm not gonna let these failures define me. So I can, as many times as I fall, I'm going to get back up one more time, one extra time, you know, every time I'm going to get back up. Um, but it's, I think also taking it a step further and, and, and taking the Thomas Edison approach and saying, Hey, this failure it's not a total loss. You can learn from this, you know. So in a, in a way, it you can succeed through your fail, failures, even you know. That's good. Yeah, I think that's such a vital, but so, such a difficult lesson to learn. Yeah. And, I mean, I've been around a lot longer than you, and I, I still, I just hate to fail. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. It's just not. It's just. It's just not ever fun. Yeah. Any you anybody know? does, you know. But um, looking back. I don't think, I don't think, even even prior to the band, I don't think I would have changed any of those difficult things. You know, it's good yeah. because you do learn so much from it. From That's it. a good anyway. perspective. And by the way, just to set the record straight, uh, it was ten thousand. Wow, ten thousand times he failed, according to the quote anyway that I'm reading. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I have succeeded crazy. in proving that those ten thousand ways will not work. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Anyway, yeah, I got a tattoo on the back of my forearm, so people can ask me about it, and I can. Okay. So on a more and the lighter, less less uh, deep. You learn to be sure you're you tell the guy exactly how to do your tat. No, I did. <laughs> oh, you the, did. The lesson is to watch for what ink he has on the table. Yeah. Right before it happens, <laughs> that is the only, that is the only surefire he, way. He outlined so, it in black, and you didn't want it outlined. It's black. a red tattoo outlined in yes. Or is that black or blue? It's it is like, black. It okay. has a blue look to it. Though. Yeah, well, um, from this distance. Yeah. Anyway, I was really, really, really clear. <laughs> two weeks before, that was my problem. Yeah. Two weeks before I walked in, I was really clear with him. Hey, I just want it to be red. Maybe even two shades of red, like a like a, a dark outline with a light fill or something. Yeah. But definitely just red, because he was sending like concept designs that, you know? to me with black in it, and I was shooting them all down and telling him over and over at least three times. Just just red. red. <laughs> so I walk in. Surely this guy knows by now. He had no clue. All right. Uh, so yeah. So I, I didn't realize until after it was another lesson learned, learned there, there. It is not just red. It is. Red and black, and uh, but it still looks good. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, I like not what it. you envision, but it's what looks I keep good. telling myself. Well, let me talk. Uh, let me take a few minutes to talk talk about what I'm. One of the things I'm relearning or learning more, and that's time management. 
And it's mm-hmm. funny because we don't have a lot of time left today. I got to kind of manage my time well, even at this moment. But um, and without getting real deep into this, I mean, I have a I have a coaching um, group that I, I lead, and I, it's one of my just some favorite things to do. We'll kick off another phase in January of coaching, and this is worship leaders and pastors, church leaders, and, and we just talk about a lot of different things, you know, in leadership and worship. One of the things that we're going to be addressing even in January and February is time management. So I'm not going to get into all that today. Um, but I will just say that we are only given so many hours in a day, and we got to make the most of them. But the, but the higher, and I will, I've always heard this, that the higher you go in leadership, the more responsibility you get in your life the more you better learn how to manage your time. And you never really get it figured out. You never get it conquered. And I can, I can attest to that. I mean, I, I've been teaching time management and trying to do time management for 25 years now, and I, I still struggle. Yeah. And I'm looking for hours in the day that, you know, even, hey, man, I'm, to, I'm looking for segments, even if it's 30 minutes at a time, that I can just be more wise with. Have you ever listened to interviews with um... – they're like celebrity interviews or, or, or mm-hmm. CEOs that are really successful. And they kind of talk about their morning routine. It's like the beginning. Morning of routine, routine matters a lot. Like, yeah. It's huge. Starting at 4 a.m. Yeah. Kind of stuff. What you do in the first couple hours of your day really sets a tone for the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Like, I think it's it was maybe Mark Cuban. Um, I'm, I don't know. He's a Shark Tank guy. He owns – who does he own? It's a basketball team. I know very little about him, but I watched an interview – with him uh, mm-hmm. so he's like a like major entrepreneur type investor mm-hmm. kind of dude um by the time i wake up this guy has mm-hmm. worked out yeah checked however many hundred emails hundreds of emails he's yeah. got in the morning and he's watched tv for an hour and already eaten like two two different meals because it's a crazy? crazy crazy dietary thing but anyway it's wild yeah but Time management is so important, and it is so hard. No lie. Yeah, and and I'm just, I just got to get better, man. I mean, I'm, I'm the CEO of an organization that's now international. I mean, it's no, it's just a small staff. We've got five. You know, it's not a big staff. It's not like a big church. But it feels big to me, and, and yeah. the vision we have is big. And so, if I don't learn to manage my time now, a lot of it has to do with learning to say no to certain things. And don't even take them on. Or, or, and so we're going through a list right now. You, you're actually helping us with this. And we appreciate mm-hmm. it as a staff. We're meeting together, talking about things we really don't need to be doing right now. We're prioritizing yep. our list. That's huge in time management. Totally. Yeah, I think that's where it maybe starts, right? Absolutely. Because you don't have to do everything. You're not yeah. even supposed to. We're supposed to focus on the things that uh, that need to be done. We need to be a servant and, and you know do the things that need to be done, regardless whether we like them or want to do them. But... But the more we can learn to do the things we're called to do and not everybody else's job and what everybody else is doing, oh, that's going to help a lot. Right. So that's the first thing. But I think the second thing is learning to delegate and empower other people. Sure. And so that's the, another thing. And I, I don't, again, you just got to always learn how to do that better. Yeah. Because you don't just throw, throw them a job because you're tired. You're right. worn out and you just throw it at somebody else. You got to empower them over time to yeah. teach them how to do it and trust them. Yeah. I know we're... We don't want to go over in time, but I think this is a story worth telling. So sure, I worked for it. you. Um, is this with, a story about me? For, oh, my goodness. For you for probably, what, four years yeah, what, at Valley View Church? Where are you going We with were this? both part of the worship staff. You were the guy. I was 
Yeah, we, we had uh, we had Sub. seven seven on our staff. Sub staff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'd meet weekly, yeah, we and would. so often, as I think you should have, it was good. You pressed the idea of delegation, mm-hmm. but I was part time staff. Yep. So you're you're talking to me about delegation, but I'm thinking I only have two responsibilities total. <laughs> Like if I delegate those, thanks, but no thanks. What are they going to pay yeah, you for? Like we don't need this guy after all. <laughs> These yeah. volunteers are working just fine. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting costs. That was my ulterior so, motive. The whole time, I literally I thought that so often. It's like I hear what he's saying. I think there's something to it. Just ain't for me. Ain't for me. Because yeah. I will get fired. But the reality I'll is, lose it, my the, job. you know, the, there's so much to do, and 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 the more yeah. we can be doing, and, and if we'll if we learn to delegate our more of those things were more weekend and 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 that gives us more time to focus on our strengths and so um that that is my approach to leadership i'm always looking for ways to to work myself out of this job so i can take on that job that was the difference is you you were your approach was from a leadership standpoint I was just the uh, grunt. <laughs> yeah, I got so you. So grunts can't well, delegate or, or it's, they it's get a growing process. shelved. Sure. So, that's the, so the first I would say is we've got to learn to to prioritize and say no to some things we just don't really need to be doing. Even mm-hmm. if they're good things, uh, God didn't call me to do everything. He called me to do certain things. Yeah. I need to figure out what those things are and do those things, not everybody else's job. Okay, that's number one. Number two, learn to empower and delegate things that, that ultimately someone in your around you can do better than you yeah. just learn to do or, or or as well or maybe not even as well uh john maxwell says if they can do it 80 percent as well yeah. as you 80 uh, percent as well as you then learn to delegate that to them and that gives you more freedom to do some things it does and it builds your team it can be building it builds your team that's right uh, exactly from a skill standpoint but but man sh- displaying that kind of trust in somebody can yep. go such a long way it can can it even yeah. if they haven't pro- like earned it so to speak, yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Even if from, a, from an experience standpoint, yeah, they, don't have the, they don't have the resume to say, hmm. okay, we can trust this guy to do this. Sometimes going out on a limb in of itself motivates that person to say, hey, he trusts me. I want to prove to him that he's not wrong for it. And, you know. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's huge, the trust yeah. factor. And in delegating, you got to learn to trust each other. That is. That's huge. So, that, so, so first of all, prioritizing. Second of all, delegating. And third is is managing your own time right managing your own life yeah. I, I i've looked up this verse because you you mentioned uh just how early some leaders get up uh-huh. you know well you know they they're depriving themselves of that extra sleep maybe to do that they're, they're not sleeping their lives away right no they're not and they're, they're, they're getting adequate sleep but not extra okay here's what it says in proverbs chapter 6 verse 10 a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to rest and uh, the idea, I think, is uh, that's how we, we're not a slacker. <laughs> we're, right. we're, you know, it, it, because we don't sleep our lives away, we're trying to manage our time really, really carefully. Yeah. What's the, I don't even know who, who, who said it, but it's the whole successful people get ahead in the precious minutes that the majority of us waste kind yeah. of idea, yeah. which I'm sure. No, I've heard that quote. A, a from God, of, I've heard that different. Yeah, a ton point. of truth, too. Right. Um, the thing that I've found is difficult for me, specifically with it all, is it's it's the if if I have specific assignments in a day, then I feel like I can buckle down. Okay, you know it's it's very clear what I've got to do. I can knock it out. But if I don't have that black and white, these are my responsibilities. After this, no responsibilities, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
then so much doesn't doesn't get done. You know, it's. I guess what I'm trying to say is is I ha- I need to assign certain times for certain things, and so to say, you know, during the week Monday to Friday, for example. Even though I personally don't work a, a, a nine to five job most days, um, mm-hmm. you know, from nine to five, it's all business. Yeah. And then after that, if I don't have extra stuff to do, then I'm hardcore relaxed. Relaxed. You know, yeah. or like on sure. Saturday, like an sure. off day, you know, and, and which is important too. It is. And so what I found though is if I can really, really commit to that work time, then I can in turn really commit to that relaxation and okay. not feel bad about it yeah, at that yeah. point. Sure. That's really good. Yeah. You know, but too often I, I just randomly throw out, okay, I've got this stuff to take care of this week and don't ever set in stone when I'm going to do it. Uh, deadlines, I guess for myself. Yeah. And, and by the end of the week I haven't done it because I never carved out the time and said, this is when I'm going to really like hone in on it. You know? So I think there's something to be said for, even if you don't have to, even if it's not being done for you in a workplace, for coordinating your own personal schedule. Absolutely. And, and well, someone has said wisely that uh, before, we can le- before we can lead other people, we need to learn to lead ourselves. Hmm. And, yeah. and that really is the idea there, that we're leading ourselves, disciplining ourselves. So, I mean, I, hey, I don't give anyone the impression that I've got it figured out. I just, I, 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 I know for me, and I hope everyone listening, there's things we feel like God is called us to do and and i and i want i want to do them for his glory you know i want to do them and i i know i may not have a lot of time left who knows you know no one's got a promise of they'll be here another year or two or five yeah. but in the time i got left i want to make the most of it and here, here's what it says in psalm chapter 90 it's one of my favorite passages and, and i'm trying to apply it more psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says teach us to number our days correctly that we may gain a heart of wisdom and I think the more we just really do what we're talking about right now, just thinking, you know, I, I don't have the promise of next year or next week. So how am I going to make the most of today? I don't have – yesterday's gone. I can't do anything about that. Yeah. Tomorrow is not promised. I have today. Yeah. And I, so I want to close her out with that because we're about out of time. Uh-huh. But I, that's just kind of a devotional moment there, a little thought of, of just stopping and saying, Lord – what do you want me to do today? This is your day. I don't have tomorrow. I don't, you know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough evil to take care of tomorrow. I can't do anything about the past, but put it under the blood of Jesus. <laughs> you know, Lord, just thank you uh, that, that I'm forgiven and, and that, you know, whatever's happened has happened. But now I'm, I've got today. And I would say that to all our listeners. What are you going to do with today? And uh, that's what I'm trying to learn or relearn or learn better. Um, yeah, I think that's good for today. I think yeah. we've talked about that a lot. So, yeah, a lot more to talk about. We've got some really cool topics uh, we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Right. So, uh, hey, uh, check out our website, nextlevelworship.com. A lot of great great resources on there. Uh, uh, that are, some are free, a lot of free stuff to download. And we've got a conference coming up in Pigeon Forge in February. Um Really wish you guys would come to. Really wish you'd check that out. Stephen and Carrollton will be leading uh, the musical worship 
we've got Aaron Keyes there, uh, some really smart people speaking uh, from pro- professors. I'm not one of them. <laughs> Stephen's like, you? No. <laughs> but they may let me speak to. But uh, no, just some really, you know, people that know how to communicate worship and, and what worship is as a lifestyle. And uh, Dr. Vernon Whaley, for one, uh, will be there probably Skyping in from Germany. And so we've got a really cool lineup. And I hope you guys can check that out. But go to our website, nextlevelworship.com, and there's a lot of good stuff there. So I want to make a, just a, a plug on that before we go today. Any word of wisdom before we go? You're up. Uh, you should email us things you want us to talk about, oh, yeah. topics, yeah. because we're going to run out. We're going to run out. Okay, good. So where do they email? Uh, we said office at nextlevelworship.com. Yeah, right? that'll work. Yeah, so shoot those over. Um, and also, yeah, any, any constructive feedback is okay. welcome to Not unconstructive feedback. Keep that you know, to yourself. <laughs> but, good, yeah. Sure. This is our first episode. I think it went pretty well. It was fun. Bye, okay. right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you or hear you or talk to you next week. Thanks so much.